I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Though the Talon Man wasn't exactly the be-all, end-all sacrifice to a random goddess of fertility, our client insists on paying far too much for possession of the noose. As if that matters. It's about time, boss. I've been dialing you for over an hour now. Tell me you're not still down at the harbor. Ugh. You have to stop returning my calls from your pants. Xander, listen. The artifact isn't... Hello? Gah. He can't hear me. This is important. In that red herring, obliterated sort of predictable way. Possession of the noose. It's nothing but a ruse. The knotted rope isn't the sort of artifact that generally itch the collector mentality of the savvy occultist. And by savvy, you know that I really mean old men with too much money and silly old books they just love to call arcane or whatever. Schlock volumes bound in virgin skin, teeming with threatening paragraphs that convince them, and always only them, that some bitchin' demon is waiting to DTV the world with generic apocalypses. Or is that apocalypsi? Apocalypsis ishtan. Ugh, kill me now. Xander, what the hell is going on? Where are you? Just so you know, I haven't staked claim on always being the right one of the two of us. That said, we've been duped. There was another crate on the vessel, struck from the shipping log. Don't ask me how I know, and don't categorize this as my own wish fulfillment. The client is playing us, and we're giddy to go along. Well, you're giddy, apparently. There's no denying it, boss. If you're at some dive celebrating another job not quite done with the floozy on the rocks, I give up. Are you even listening to... Xander, what is that noise? Come now, my little nieces. It is almost time for your birthday. What? I, I can barely hear you. Great. Really great. This couldn't be any more swell unless someone was already in my apartment. I don't usually give warnings, but if I find some cat burglarizing stooge in my kitchen, I swear to Baruthio that I'll... Funny. I don't recall rescuing a cliché. the thrill of occult profiteering. Call now, study in the privacy of your home, and you could one day have your very own inkjet printed certificate. 
nights of dark, unsettling paranoia. Highlighting the point of the call. Now, you. On the mark to rattle incessantly. Go. Barkeep, whiskey, neat. And whatever the lovely down at the end of the counter is enjoying. No, no, not that one. To the left, yes. That lovely. Hello. Xander, pick up your damn phone and call me back. Where are you? Is it bad for me to hope you're hurt and not drunk? Something is so grotesquely rotten in the state of Denmark. I told you there were odd shadows all over this one. Ad nauseum. It's turned into a sleight of hand attack on us. On us. Or it could just be me. The client couldn't keep his eyes off of me. Even as you pranced around the memory banks of your addled brain trying to stir something to show your expertise. Xander... This has never been about the noose of the Tallinn man. You were humored and I was ogled. And now, you're gone to who knows where, and the client has been calling me all night. Xander, get your ass here. Please. Hey, when I signed the lease, I checked the box that said, I'm not the single girl victim type. Sorry, can't help you. Move along. Okay, then. How about you get lost or I'll say some really hurtful words through the door. Turn you into a newt or something. Xan, what what are you doing? You're not... It's not you, Xander. Those aren't your eyes. No, don't. This is a trick. Divinus Dea, Dea Divinus. Divinus Deus, Deus Divinus. What kind of monster are you? Episode 23 Cold Satisfies the Couple. Written by Jeremy Rogers. Sparrow! I think I might have unearthed a strange kind of appreciation for the... Wait a minute. Are you happy, Xander? You see, in the air, there's purity, an absence of that old stench of subsurface evil bubbling up from the toxic depths. No, no, no. Don't be happy. Oh, never fear. Yet the stars are a flutter with twinkles, and absolutely not dotting the evening sky with queasy sensations of cosmic dread. Oh, don't you just hate cosmic dread? It's up there with kettle corn and county fairs. Noted sarcasm. Is what it is, boss. Yes, but what's more important 
is that twelve ongoing hours of leaden-footed travel have distanced us from the horror. It's a different world out here, Sparrow, and I, for one, don't feel like slowing down and waiting for the bad to catch up. So, I take it the credits are rolling at the end of the scary flick? I don't need to joke away my jangly nerves anymore. <laughs> You're in a very rare form tonight, young Sparrow. Nah. Nothing but typical here. <laughs> Enjoying that reclined passenger seat a bit much, aren't you? Maybe I'm jealous. Well, there's no maybe about it, but there is a big old but. Mm, let me guess. You're still recuperating? But I did lose a hand in a violent vaudeville encounter orchestrated by... Yeah, I was there. And it was the idiot who chopped off your waxy nub, not me. I'm not pointing phantom fingers. No, you wouldn't do that. Not me. But out of character? I don't think so. You're the most flippantly selfish... Be quiet. You know I would offer my... You know I would offer to give you a... Well, I would extend my... And you're a big crybaby. It's a tad bit awkward to man a steering wheel these days. I know you know this. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. My dismemberment is a fact you frequently omit in order to sell me your snide remarks about being the designated... It wasn't even your hand. Hand of glory, specifics aside. It really hurt when it was cut away from me. I know. I could tell. Thank you, Sparrow, for being in tune. You leaked yellow. Right. Thanks again, Sparrow. If only this car wasn't automatic, making it accommodating to the handicapped. I'll drive tomorrow. Effing Christ, is that the thorn in your side? Really? One of many. Poor you. Oh. Thank you for finally noticing. Okay, I didn't mean it. You don't really think I think I don't treat you fairly, do you? Mm, you're a bad boss, Sander. And a worse everything else. It's a delicate balance, but I try. What you did back there, Xander, <laughs> you've left that town in ruin. You move through it like a plague. Ah, they'll be fine. You don't believe that. Precisely! And furthermore, your hands are as dirty as mine. Yeah. So, if you want to talk, hmm? Yeah, maybe I do see the appeal of driving in silence. Which way do you want me to go? This way, Sparrow. We need to go this way, far away from that way. Fine. Get some sleep. I'll wake you when we stop to refuel. Let me illuminate what you clearly don't understand, Sparrow. Oh, God. Please don't. Either go to sleep or rant some more about the stars. But don't lecture me. We are not ever returning to Los Angles. But your keen global positioning sense has already tipped you to the fact that we are indeed traveling north, straight towards that 150-foot wall of ice. Really? 
And then? The truth of the matter is, I don't know how far we're going. Our destination is unknown, but our desperation to avoid the specific geographic pinpoint of our run is the spirit of this road trip. Xander. I was wrong, Sparrow. There isn't a city disconnected enough to be safe. Xander, you don't have to sell me. Nor a population unaffected by dark-rooted human nature, inflamed by torment, or otherworldly thingy-bobsy-watsits. We turn our backs on the world as we've left it. No better, a little worse. Humanity is damned. How in the hell are we supposed to save it, and why? It's too much, and the sheep seldom care to notice. We should run away, you and I. Yes. Ain't it romantic, Miss Mockingly? Don't. But escape is only a temporary solution. The cracks will deepen, the shadows will hunt us, we will die. Bummer. Hmm. Don't. What, Sparrow? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, come on! I knew it. The way you looked at me afterwards was a dead... Well, what did you expect? I had a crush. I don't know, I suppose. Uh, If you would have told me that the monster who raped you was my doppelganger, then... But you know that I would never attack you in any overtly sexual way. What can I get for you two? Ah, yes, well, you can continue pouring that coffee for starters, then fetch me a pastry... Preferably something with drizzle instead of puffed and stuffed with cream. He doesn't say please and mean it. There she goes, apologizing for me again. Always conscientious of others. <laughs> Coffee and a pastry. I'll see what I can dig up that meets your criteria. And for you, little girl? Uh, just the... And she needs more coffee, and don't let her tell you otherwise. You do look a little pale. Oh, great. You're more than a truck stop waitress. You're a concerned friend, too. I, uh... Fantastic! I think I'll wander off to the little boys' room to dump out my travel bags. Then the muddy man will snip you. out there. If you're that long-haul driver from near the Washington state line, I assure you that, well, the stalking game has played its final hand, Mr. Sovine. I noticed you out in the diner chomping down on sausages. Dr. Xander Crow. Who is that? Lemora Haskell. Is that you? (laughs) Nailing the argument that the better parts of relationships are indeed nothing but pattern. I'd say I blame you, but I am here with another girl. Where did you go? Is this some trickster type of mine? Wait, you're not 
No more, but a little girl. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's your name? Matilda Bressier. I'm five years old. So is my sister, Alicia. We're, We're twins. <laughs> it's going to be our birthday today. <laughs> there are two of you? Mistakenly stumbled into the little boy's room in the confusion of flash darkness? Well, fair enough. But now's the time for you both to turn around and hopscotch back. You've made us miss our birthday once before, Dr. Crow. We can almost smell the candles burning on the cake. Lit by a match, no doubt. The sulfur is pungent. Now! How do you know my name? Is that a knife? What are you little girls thinking of doing with a... You've cut my throat! Murderous children. Seldom a good. Uh, Sparrow! I can't see a goddamn thing. When did it fall into night? Sparrow! Where the hell are you? Right B- here, boss. Uh, come on, we have to go. We have to go now, Sparrow. It's the strangest thing. I was looking at the menu and. Yeah, take my hand, follow me. All of the food here is some kind of traditional Scandinavian fish. Sparrow, sparrow, sparrow. Bergen fish soup, glass blowers, herring, Torsk med egg sauce, lutefisk. <laughs> Xander, I've never had lutefisk. Full focus and. No, no, this arm, sparrow. The one with the hand dangling from it. Ow! Not so fast. I can't see anything. There's no time for the luxury of vision. We're being hunted, Sparrow. We have to get out of... This godforsaken place. Ah, damn these 18-wheelers. Where in the bloody hell did we park the car? Wait, Xander. Stop. Something hurts. What? No. Really hurts. No, no, keep moving. I can't. Oh, God. Let go of me. I I have to sit down. Sparrow? Ah! Ah! <laughs> There's something wrong inside me. You've got to get it out, Xander. Get it out of me now. Rip it clean out. I don't care if you think it'll kill me. Please. Ugh. <laughs> Xander, it feels like it's chewing me up. What? No, 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 wait. I, I don't understand, Sparrow. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. Do something. You've got to try. God, please, please, God, help me. Xander, get it out of me. Where, where, do, I, where do I even start? You didn't see both of us, so you didn't get both of us the first time, Dr. Crow. You left my sister inside. This isn't real. Uh, Okay, okay, Sparrow, I can help you. I I know what this is now, What what was left behind unfinished. You kept me in a box, Dr. Crow, for a year. You starved me to death. While my sister remained abandoned in this girl's hollow core, alone and undetected, scared. Demon child, shut up. This girl bled and cried every time her catamenial cycle was obstructed by my... Uh, Xander! There's more from your attacker hanging on inside you, Sparrow. I didn't get it all that night. I didn't know there was another one, but I can fix this. Xander, please, 
This isn't happening. This can't be happening. Sparrow, Sparrow, oh. you have to push. Oh, God. You have to expel it on the count of three. Oh, Two. No. One. Push. God damn it, Sparrow, push. Happy birthday, twin sister. You're awake. It's cold. Yeah. The car's dead. And it's snowing. I think we've reached permafrost. Did? Out of gas. We're out of money, Xander. Now it's only a matter of time until we freeze to death. Ah. Schlossed patterns of ADD never led to well-funded causes. But I knew this going into strange and stranger things with you. Glamour never did become us, Sparrow. Though I did warn you. I've been warning you for years, actually. Right. So you have, I suppose. Do you care? I can't say that I do. That doesn't surprise me. How long have I been out sleeping? It's daylight. Well, kind of. That orange-colored sky doesn't look like morning, though. I don't know. We've been parked on the shoulder here for a couple of hours, at least. I I've lost track. Yes, well, no doubt my slumber is a side effect of trauma. The dismemberment, the detox, take your pick. The guilt. The glorious inebriation that comes from stockpiling stolen bottles of whiskey is far more likely a reason than guilt, my dear. I've been sitting here thinking, watching the sun struggle to light up the sky, and I think the falling snow looks like ash. Xander... I don't remember the last time we drove through anything close to resembling a functioning town. We have found ourselves at the end. Is that what you're getting at? We don't have to give up. Don't we? I suppose we're out of booze. No. There's a fifth of something rolling around in the back seat. Hmm. Well, what do you say we climb back there, tilt the bottle, and see what comes of the two of us? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> there goes another unfortunate soul. Turn around, poor sap, or dare to risk a break into the frozen sea. The last lost traveler out on the road besides us was sometime around 4 p.m. Mm. What time is it now? That's a good question, but my watch keeps sliding off my wrist. Oh, <laughs> you're crippled. I keep forgetting. So are you, or have you forgotten how so very handicapped you are inside? You know better than to bring that up. I think I now know what hurts you. I've learned to expect the shortcomings of your character and what that means. You can't hurt me anymore, Xander. And you've never been good at making me... Oh, come on, Sparrow. Lighten up. I'm not that bad a monster. Am I? I didn't think we were going to play this game again. Okay. What's wrong with me? 
<laughs> I'm already sorry I asked. Give me a drink. I uh, botched your demonic abortion. There's no doubt about that, but I think the heart of the trick of sending me out running for that MacGuffin of a novelty occult noose was to enact a type of fertility ritual to be deployed through you. You see, like all women, you are a vessel. And This is exactly what you do, Xander. You reiterate the bits and pieces that you've already made sense of, and then you tire out and drift before you resolve anything. No, there's more. Really? Mm. Mm. What a shocking twist. <laughs> but when have you ever seen the end of... Irrelevant this time, Sparrow. I don't know how to fix this, but at least I do understand what it is. And? Twins. What? I've had another vision. And unlike the debacle of the drowned elementary teacher of Wormwood, this vision is a reiteration and... It's a step... A vision. <laughs> You're not psychic, Xander. Redemption, Sparrow. My redemption. Stop it. Please, Xander. You don't need redemption. Let it go. So, you were saying before that you've been touched by strange things and that Something is rubbed off on you. Don't think I caught what you picked up. Uh-huh. I, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. I talk out of my ass quite frequently. Well aware, boss. Are you, are you still cold? Frozen. Yes, I'll take the last drink. It'll keep you warm for a few extra minutes. Xander, <laughs> this isn't the end of the road. thought that our ending would need to be a tad more metaphorical. <laughs> right. Why don't you come over here and uh, give me your forehead? What are you? I meant to give you a kiss before. Ah, oh, here comes another. Has it been an hour already? <laughs> I don't think that's a... flipped in the middle of the road. Oh my god, look at that. I don't think that anyone could have... Ooh, stay back, Sparrow. This is a bad wreck. If it's leaking fuel, it could... But we have to check. I will, but you stay here. Wait by our car, just in case. You look scared, Xander. Help me. You're alive. Okay, don't try to move. Let the seatbelt hold you in place. There was a girl standing still in the middle of the road... I had to swerve. A girl? What did she look like? Did I hit her? Tell me I didn't kill the little girl. Xander! I think somebody was thrown from the car when it flipped. Sparrow, get back inside the car. Lock the door. Stay away from... It's a girl! She's badly hurt. No, don't go near her. Stay away! Little girl, can you hear me? You were in an accident. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) My twin sister did something really funny with that car to get your attention. It was so funny, Sparrow. (laughs) What's going on? Xander, I think we... 
Sparrow! You cut her throat! With a blade, cut from the bone of a hill demon. And now it's your turn to feel it cut into your neck, Dr. Xander Crow. You kill her. <laughs> Breaker 1-9, just another Phantom Joe with shutter trouble here asking, is anyone out there? Picking you up, garble pal, try it again. No worries, as I don't really got it in me to push on through the night on these icy roads. I'll be coming up around the Yeti soon enough and think I might poke my head inside to see if my sweet little pussycat Lucille is working the graveyard. Rip her in two. Mr. Sovine. Always do, stranger. Till one of these rambling nights she weakens and I talk her into some honesty. Honesty warrants a respectable amount of pain and manipulation. <laughs> Have you bit into a hot pocket without adhering to the one-minute cooling period? Can't say that I have, pal. So what's your story, eh? Me? Well, I'm just dragging cargo up along the north. I would like very much to be honest with you, Mr. Sovine. You see, I have two very special nieces. They are the most precious children, and I so love them dearly. And dead though they might be, I admit, I still insist on reading bedtime stories nightly, though I'm well aware that they humor me with their apt attention. Do you follow me, Mr. Sovine? Hey, pal. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm real sorry about your nieces dying and all, but, uh, hey, you gotta stop calling me by that name. Who is this... Mr. Sovine, if I could have prevented their unfortunate drowning, I most certainly would have. But my father never taught me to swim. Alas, they are both dead. I think you got the wrong trucker, pal. You don't know me. The pulley system I've constructed to course my lake house in a feeble attempt to provide a track for living with their corpses was never designed to be anything but a temporary fix. What is this, eh? Some kind of joke? No. I'm afraid it's not. You see, I have a better idea for a lonely truck driver charting a course through the night with aches for illicit acts with a truck stop waitress. You see, your lovely Lucille has met my associate, Mr. Albatross, and the two of them have merged to create temporary births of my niece completely and effectively. All right, Pally, that's enough. Look, I'm trying to drive here, and I was just looking at... Mr. Sovine, 
you are going to come upon two bodies in the highway. These dead will not be my darling nieces, as their current forms were fleeting. What you will find instead are the bodies of one man and one woman, both sliced violently across their necks. You will gingerly load them into your truck and transport them to me at the Brasier Antiques at Lake Tahoe. You see, there is unfinished business I must attend to with these bodies. But for now, Mr. Sobin, it is important for you to be on high alert. Nobody wants these two bodies squashed beneath any or all of the 18 wheels of your big rig. No, absolutely not. Hey, who the hell are you? I'm merely a collector of rare antiquities and occult relics, albeit one who is about to profit greatly from the Beacon Star. Huh? All right. You can kiss my ass, pal. Keep your eyes on the center of the road, Mr. Solim. When you see the dead, you will believe me. <laughs> Listening to Wormwood. This concludes Season 2. Habit Forming Films and its hideously tortured lot of actors and writers would like to thank you for tuning in. Till next time, rest in peace. Crossroads is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features the cast of Season 2 characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Nicole Rayburn as Harmony Barrister and Nurse Wendy, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley, Cedric Bloomington and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen. Chris Blaylock as Dr. Pete Menno. Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details and Jonesy. Dave Johnston as Wayne Drexel, Jonathan Kidder, and Dale Lighthouse. Ben Bootman as Chip Drexel, Mr. Carrefour, and Bishop Grail. Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Wojtek. Joy Venides as Sister George. Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders. Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Coralie Nickars as Deidre Frost and Emily Saunders, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Bob Gildenstern, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremy Rogers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta Jr. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2008 Habit Forming Films, LLC. 
Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy as Lothar Tuppen brings you Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio, or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast player. And thank you for listening, everybody. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.